I don't know if he uh is what is hold on. What the fuck? That's not a good sound. My my Apple my Apple music just started playing randomly. Okay. Did you turn it off? That's crazy. Yeah, I just did. I don't know why that happened though. Okay. It's re- I panicked. Um <laughs> My guy's face was so <laughs> funny. What dude? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, "Okay, all right." Anyway, you're good. He, uh, he's yeah, twenty five. Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Naps Podcast episode 174, maybe 73, 74, somewhere around there. Uh, it's myself, Michael, off work early, was able to make the pod, and Dylan. Here as well, still with the angelic light behind him. Uh, if you are listening, watching the pod video-wise, real Napta heads will know it looks a lot like uh, Miles Offit from last summer, because I am in my parents' house in my childhood bed recording a podcast as a 34-year-old. So shout out to me. Let's go. Good. I love that. I that room is. Uh... Looking younger and younger every time you end up in there. Um, <laughs> the room is looking st- younger? Yeah. Not to steal okay. your thunder, but you're only going to hold that record for one more week. You're going back? You're heading back? No, Nick's back. So he'll be a 37-year-old. Oh, for when yes. We have to do it. yes. He's in between spots for like a couple weeks. It's kind of like when, when McGuire and Sosa were chasing the home run record and Sosa had it for 35 minutes. Um, <laughs> but I will say... It's awesome to come back sometimes. You go in like your closet or bookshelf. You literally see every phase that you're ever in at one time. It's like seeing your own like timeline of your life like right in front of you. I mean, I got a telescope in that closet back there that is pretty big. I got some acting books when I was like, I'll be an actor. It's not that hard, whatever. Um, baseball cards, obviously. I wanted to ask you, Dylan, since I know Michael very well, obviously. Uh, what was, what was the, the Dylan Tucker phases? What did they look like? Uh, I may have had a lot of beanie babies. Um, I was on that craze younger. I know that's yep. not the answer you were expecting. Dylan um, off a bean. Love it. But, um, hold off on. Me. Uh, I also had a sports desk, so that was pretty cool. You know, it was like shaped like a stadium, you know, like. There you go. Sports. Um, and Legos. I crushed Legos. Yeah, that's actually something as a 34-year-old. I've I've seen a couple TikToks where grown-ups are building these Legos and I kind of want to find like a niece or nephew that I haven't seen in a while and like buy a big set for them, but it's literally for me. Looks kind of fun. I won't lie. You I'm pretty sure I saw something um don't ask me why I was looking into the Full Omega store. Um but I was and they sell you can build uh the cottage out of Legos if you want it. Oh, that's like you sick. can build Craven College cottage. That's, that's pretty sick. I got Michael. What was it like five years ago? 
it wasn't at an Anfield, but it wasn't Legos. It was like um, styrofoam. You could like put the pieces together. If you go back through that door, yeah, hold on, and then keep, look keep, to your left. Keep us, keep us busy. I'll get it. Okay, I'll keep us busy. <laughs> He's gonna walk straight back for the people on video. He's gonna look to his left. He's gonna see it there, sitting probably some dust on. He's gonna have to want to blow that off. And he's going to walk it back over as he is right now. And there it's it is. good setup. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Anfield. And you get a bus. Beep, beep. That doesn't it's look good. like a Lego. It should be red, no, by the way. Don't know, why it's, don't know why it's black, but... I used this to have is... those things. You used to, like, yeah. build massive buildings with it. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is the biggest visual version of this podcast we've ever had. Michael, I think this is when you guys were still sponsored by Warrior. Probably. You're like sponsored by a, a, yeah, a, a lacrosse brand for a while. Um, Warrior. But I had that. We and did, then I also, like that I also wanted to show this off because I'm potting in my high school jersey. There it is. <laughs> look, at that, look at that center defensive mid in the middle just like scanning the field on JV. You're a CDM? Uh, yeah, I played center mid. On the bar, when were... I got to... When I got in on varsity, I played center mid, um, and then when I was playing JV 95% of the time, because I was fat, turf, than most, um, I was a cam. I don't believe you. <laughs> Brother, the JV's not good. I know. I was, I was a big boy. You, were, you scream hoofing center back to me, though. Wow. Yeah, That's sorry. Mean. That's sorry. real mean. Well, I was I was a, I was a midfielder. We didn't have to run that much, so oh, fine. Okay. The, the 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 midfielders hoofed in Ohio soccer as well, so that's fine. <laughs> we really want to talk about it. Um, all right. So there's the setting. You know that I'm back in Ohio. Michael Columbus Dylan was in Flushing Meadows as he talked about today, but not that Flushing Meadows. More of a toilet version, uh, which looked awesome, by the way. Uh, we want to talk about the U.S. Women's National Team. For a little bit, I don't think any of us really stayed up and watched that game this morning. But I've seen some highlights. I've read some overview of it. Uh, we're gonna give some transfer grades. We're gonna talk about a couple rumors, and then Dylan is starting us off. I, I want to say this is like the first pod of the fourth season. I feel like honestly, maybe the preview will technically be it, but we're getting the the bets going again. I think that we need to do an entire segment of like futures for the premier league season when we do that preview as well but dylan's got some bets for us and then we'll get you out of here faster pod than normal um so let's dive in first things first u.s women's national team finished second in their group for the first time since like 2011 or something like that i saw um they had five points the (laughs) netherlands finished top they tied them early 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 this morning nil nil um they also or they tied Portugal early, early, early this morning, nil-nil. Um, the game before that is when they tied the Netherlands 1-0, but we're losing for most of the game. Their lone win coming against the Vietnamese team, who gave up, I believe, five or seven goals to the Netherlands today. So they finished second. They are going to play the winner of Group G, which ultimately looks like it's Sweden, who's a very good team, um, who is leading that group by three points. All in all, if you watch anything, if you read anything, it's been a bit of a disappointment with this U.S. Women's National Team. Um, haven't looked like they had the firepower. 
Guys, I'm going to kick it to you first and ask, what is going on? Do we still have hope? Do we still have a chance at the three-peat? What do you think we need to do? Michael, let's go with you first, dude. Long hair. Don't care. I mean, they can absolutely still win it. The problem is, like, usually usually it's one of those things, like, when they figure it out, then they're just, if there's, like, no stopping them. Um, it seems like once they hit 20 yards from the opponent's goal, they have no idea. Um, it seemed like that in the Vietnam game. It seemed like that definitely in the Netherlands game. I didn't watch this one. Um, I did see, I did see like a couple pictures though, and I, I meant to look them up. Did we almost just like lose? Yeah. Okay. So they hit a that... post in the 92nd minute. Just for... <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Um. So they they don't they just don't score obviously, uh, and their defense is like not that good like they they don't get attacked they don't give up a lot of shots or or whatever they lose they've lost possession in both of these last two games but i think that's also because like when they have the ball they're primarily just moving forward they're not trying to like keep it and like box you in but man for a team that is clearly like playing towards scoring a lot and getting goals and like that's the objective obviously they don't score at, at all enough they don't look like they're going to score enough yeah. Dylan. Do you want optimistic Dylan first or realistic Dylan? Go 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 op- oppo di- optimistic Dylan. Optimistic Dylan is going to say maybe because we've won back to back, um we're in our LeBron phase where you don't really care about the regular season and or the um group stage and we're about to turn it on. Um because of where we landed, we're about to play a much tougher road to get to the mm-hmm. final, and maybe they realize that, and it's time to get into Michael Jordan mode a little bit and say they took some of the things I've been saying about them personally and just go off, so I'm really hoping that happens. Um, having said that, I may have put a future after the second round of games on Japan, because they've extremely impressed me um plus 1900 so uh we might beat them in the semifinals and i'm gonna have to pick an allegiance there obviously i'll choose america if we get there but um i digress my real opinion is that's a that's a that's a tough matchup on the opening month of oppenheimer just saying yeah it is but i went with the uh yikes i went with a little underdog story on that one yeah um (laughs) but no i think the realistic approach is I think you have a team that is in transition that we've said before, but no one wants to take hold. Like, it seems like in the locker room, the veterans who have been there before, I may have kind of that mentality of we've won twice. Like, it's, you know, I'm trying to think the best way to do it. Like, maybe just that fire's not there. I'm sure it is, but not to the capacity that it was. And then yeah. you have kind of like these younger players coming in that maybe because of winning back to back, they kind of, thought that the veterans would get them there so they haven't truly done everything they need to and may have just thought that it was going to happen easier than it is um and you combine that with i also think i think you i've said it to both of you i thought the world's caught up to us too and i think we're playing a lot of individual soccer than we are a team and that might work in 
the league setting, but it's not working now, and that needs to change. I have one other yeah. comment, but I'll let you guys jump in. No, uh, I was going to say one thing before I threw it to Michael because he raised his hand like a good student. Uh, I agree with you on the, the catching up. I don't, I don't know if you can categorize countries as caught up just because there's an entire team that didn't make this team here in the United States that would finish second in a different group. I think the depth is the key, which is hilarious because the subbing is not what we've done. But I wanted to throw this stat out, Michael, before I give it to you. Take out the Vietnam game. We outshot them 28 nothing. Take out the Vietnam game. Between the Portuguese game and the Netherlands game, we outshot them 35-11. to 11. And I think that's – you've got to look at stats sometime and say, look, we're getting shots. Even big chances, we've out big chance both of these teams 8-1, to one, both those games. You're getting these chances. You're getting these shots at some point. You gotta think mathematically, statistically, some of these are gonna fall. Michael, I'll get back to you. For sure. I think you that's a way to look at it. That's also you know, you can why you can't just look at stats as the stat guy, I would say, on this podcast. Um, we also have more big chances missed than everybody else. We also have yeah. you know, you could always wiggle it around. I think when you watch them though, and then you put that into context and what you're seeing on the field, like I'm sitting there screaming the Vietnam game, not because I bet them minus six and a half, but because the, the Vietnam the Vietnam team is tiny. They're short, okay? And we refuse to, even on corners, like we refuse to just put everybody in the middle and just kick it in there and just go put it in the goal. Like we're, we're trying to do like too many things that just, like it's it's I don't know how to describe it. It's like I love some of the stuff that we do. I love putting the ball on, on the wings. Uh, I love the speed we have there. I love crossing the ball in. I love uh, when um, we do that for a while, and then all of a sudden it seems like we go okay. Now we're gonna go up the middle. Like we're changing stuff up. We're we're clearly trying to work it out. The problem is like it. None of it is working consistently. None of it is like we haven't had that game where we actually look good and look like these things these are all ways we can score as opposed to we're trying to find one way to score Mm -hmm. Uh, and right now it looks like we're trying to find one way to score we're like please like okay let's try this nope didn't work okay let's try this nope didn't work yeah i don't disagree dylan what was your last point you had there you touched on it i just think that it's also like why we're not subbing is like I don't know when the game's not going in the way. I think tactically you need to make some changes to shake things up, and that's just something I didn't understand either. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, we'll tie everyone to the championship. <laughs> we're just really well, great at, at at penalties. Go ahead, Michael. So I, I will say this is my last little piece of optimism. Um, you guys won't remember this, John. You might, Dylan, probably not, but I definitely do. When Arcadius Millick received a ball for Napoli in the middle right in front of Allison and goal in like the 90th minute and Allison saved it. We wouldn't have progressed in the Champions League had it gone in. That's the year we won the Champions League final. It Sometimes it just takes like a, holy fuck, we could have lost. We could have been out of the tournament had that gone in to kind of like get the urgency up. Michael, Michael pushing for a great awakening, so to speak. Yes, that's that's I the thought, only thing. 
I thought the Netherlands game was going to do that, though. But maybe this is really what it needed. I, I think just, and then we can move on from this. I think the Netherlands game was probably still some complacency just because that Netherlands team's supposed to be pretty good, too. Like, I think it's... I agree. If, they, if they'd have had this Portuguese game first, like before the Netherlands won, I think you roll into that Netherlands game a little bit hotter, a little bit tougher, a little bit more ready to go. Um, but, you know, I, there's always a chance. This is the deepest team in the tournament. I think that there's multiple ways that we should and could be able to play, and I think we just got to figure out the right formula moving forward, which is the hardest thing to do when you're mid-competition. Before Easily. we move on, can I just call out one other um, yeah. entity that it's more, I guess, pissed off at how the women are playing than actual, like, the fans? And our, it's, our good buddy? It's, it's FIFA. Oh, yeah. You know why? No. Listen. Uh, I think they expected us to dominate and win our group because from a ratings perspective... Um, the first place games of who had won our group would have been on for us at 9 p.m. and 8 p.m., I'm pretty sure. And now we're playing at 5 a.m., and if we move on, it's 2.30 a.m. So FIFA's, I think, kind of pissed at the women as well right now. Yeah. I, I, when It's one of those things where you're happy about it because there was only one game you had to watch at 3 in the morning. Um, but... We know the money money rules the world here, so I have to assume that that's not a happy time for you at FIFA after no. the U.S. Women's National Team. Um, all right, I got some transfers that I want us to grade and, and then obviously open it up to just general transfer talks, um, things that have happened already. Um, so let's start it off. Nick's not here, but the first one I was going to talk about involves Manchester United. It is Andre Onana. He had a great showing in the Champions League final. Trust me, I was cursing his name for a full 95 minutes. Uh, he's heading to Man United, the anti or the post David De Gea transition period, whatever you want to call it, has already started. He's already been playing preseason games and jumping down Harry Maguire's throat. Uh, are a couple of the videos that I've seen. Michael, give me your Onana grade on this one. Uh, I think Onana for the type of goalkeeper, like if you're looking at it from a United perspective, I think it's a huge upgrade because he can play out of the back and like that's what you're inevitably going to do. And De Gea could not do that. And what De Gea brought you in terms of like the positives of as a goalkeeper, he was like very clearly starting to decline. Like he was not as good of a shot stopper. He had a lot of mistakes. I thought they let him go like insanely disrespectfully. <laughs> But it's also yeah. not my player, so like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like a, you guys should have treated him better. Bullshit. Like I could care less. Um, I think this is like, like an A minus. I mean, he's one of the best goalkeepers, like young goalkeepers coming up, playing out of the back in in the world. So nothing yep. bad. Dylan, you got him week one. What's your grade? Um, good karma. It's an A. <laughs> But, you know, transition period, so it might, be, it might take a week or two for him to actually uh, maybe stop some shots. Yeah, I got, I got an A- minus as well, uh, like rising to an A. This is the total opposite of the Mason Mount uh, transfer. You didn't need Mason Mount. You need a goalie, so I get you an A-. minus. I think he's a, a really, really good goalie, too. Can play with his feet, like Michael said. Um, so 
Nick, shout out to you guys. Good business. A lot of business. I'm sure Michael may comment on that a little bit later. Um, Anthony Alanga leaving Man United. He's heading to Forest. We got to see a little bit of him last year. He had a couple of weird big goals here and there. Uh, Dylan, I know that deep down you could be a Forest fan, if not for Wolves, probably, maybe, who knows? What do you give the Anthony Alanga grade here? I mean, I've seen this story before. You know, uh, someone who didn't get a ton of playing time at United goes to Forest and does absolutely nothing. Uh, I could see us having a repeat of that. Uh, me as well. Michael, what grade you got? Oh, sorry. So that's a D. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to give you a... I could care less about this deal. <laughs> like I don't even know how to grade. I don't know how to grade it. You want to? Yeah, like I just don't. I don't know. I, I mean, Elanga's fine. Like I don't know if he even like does he start on that team. I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to find four, and over the past week or so, it's been pretty quiet. Big big deal wise for the Premier League, and I wanted to keep it Premier League, so I threw this one in here just to see if we'd get a rogue comment from any of us. Um, it also didn't help that the one person that is involved in both of these deals not on the pod, Nick Tucker. So Michael's an incomplete. I'll give it a C minus. I think there was times where <laughs> that was the most optimistic C minus I've ever yeah. heard. I think it's I think it's I, a C minus, guys. I want to see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I, 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 the Premier League's so interesting because for three weeks a player can play decently and you can talk yourself into. Man, we got that position solidified. That's that happened. Good. We don't need to worry about this anymore. He's coming in. <laughs> and you know what? Like, there is a couple of weeks, I'm sure Nick will never admit this. There's a couple of weeks where he saw Langa on the starting 11 and to himself was just like, all right, this, we're rolling in the battle. And maybe if Langa can find that form again, Forrest needs it. They got to score. You know, that's our so, guy. That's our guy. That's that's our guy. So a C minus. I'll give him a C minus. Come on. Um, I know that Forrest, we have, what, three weeks left of the, the transfer period. There's still 20 more transfers that they're going to get done before then anyway. So whatever. Um, Michael, this is basically directed at you, Dylan. I'll be surprised if you know who this guy is. We joke all the time about Brighton finding the next just wonder kid, guy that was under the radar that we don't know anything about. Uh, Igor from Fiorentina going to Brighton. Um, he is a Brazilian. He is a center back. Michael, I know that Fiorentina is your Italian team and your FIFA team at times. Give us how we should be thinking about this guy. What, what grade would you give Brighton on this one? So when we did our series last summer, transfer series uh, breakdowns of all the teams, I think... I can't remember. It was one of these mid-table, lower mid-table teams that I was like, you need a, a defender, go get Igor. Igor's a solid defender. Um, man, I look real smart now because Brighton got him, and whoever Brighton gets is going to be fucking good. Uh, so that's pretty sick. But I think he's, so I think he's pretty big. He's like not super old or anything. Like he's, I don't 20, know if 25, he's. 25. Okay, he's 25. He's a solid defensively. Um, I think how they play basically tells you that he can play with his feet, which is like obviously really good. He will be 
I don't know what they what they paid for him. He will be two and a half times that next year. Yeah, that's just what they do. They print money. I say the so so. What grade do you give it? Uh, I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a B if it's anybody else. It's an A minus that it's Brighton. Okay. Um, Dylan, before I give it to you, if you want to chime in, I'll give it a B minus. I'll give it a C plus actually. All, uh, because of one thing. He's only 5'9". He looks taller. He projects taller. But that's <laughs> he that's, does. That's average. Yeah. Yeah. No, hey, Dylan. That is, as a 5'8's man, as a 5'8's man, that's definitely average. Like, I'm um, sure he lies on his bumble, but that's okay. Yeah, exactly. But I will say that it's funny. We're, we're just on the surface, like, up in arms about this. Like, oh, it's bright and great deal. And I'm... You know, Nick's listening to this right now and just like, well, you guys sit there and make fun of Martinez at center back all the time. Mind you, he's 5'9", too. I know, that's what I was getting at. So, Nick, come to my rescue. Yeah, exactly. Um, last deal. This one, Dylan, it's going to hit close to home for you. I would love to get your your team's view on it and then what Fulham should be thinking as well. Raul Jimenez leaving Wolves. Um, after four or five seasons, I believe, four and, four and a half seasons or so, five seasons. Um, a lot of that, mind you, a little injury riddled, but at times was the key goal scorer for Wolves when they were having their success. What is your grade getting him off the books for, I believe it was $6 million, 6.4? Um, I think you want the grade from a Wolves perspective or a Fulham perspective? I want both. You can choose choose your adventure on which one you want to do first. I mean, I don't know. A C for the Wolves. Like I look at it this way: after the injury, he wasn't the the same. Um, I think we were gonna lose him no matter what in these past two years. Like with the trajectory that he was on, if he doesn't get headbutted, um, we probably lose him at the end of that year anyway, and we would have been playing with him. So. It's more the head injury cost us money because it should have been more than $5 million, But, like, I don't know. We're not going to bring anyone in, so it would have been nice to have depth. But, like, it's it's also a C because I'm pretty sure that Lopetegui thought that we were keeping him and then we just sold him. So uh, <laughs> we, don't have to get, we don't have to get into the problem of about the Wolves until the preview episode that's coming mm-hmm. up. Um, I'd say for Fulham... I'm very. Oh, let me. Before I give his grade, I'm very appreciative of what Raul did. He was a stud and helped us get to seventh back to back. Um, I don't think it helps them at all. Like it's. I'm gonna quote. This might have been shout out to my wife. The one of the prouder moments of our marriage is her brother has decided to become a Fulham fan and said, "Should I order a Raul Jimenez jersey? Big upgrade for him." And before I could even answer, she goes, "He's never." He was never as good post head injury. Hashtag helmet life. Like her analysis was couldn't have been spot more on. Spot on. Yeah. Um, to where I think maybe he does a flash year there. I just think at this point he's kind of past his prime. But like for them getting him for five million, there could be upside. But I wouldn't expect much if I'm a phone fan. Yeah, I think Michael. Before I get your take, uh, price was correct. I think it's 6.4 is, is totally okay, whatever. I do think you know that you're not 
going to have Mitrovic play up top, and this is falling off of a Mitrovic-sized building trying to grasp any branch on the way down, yeah. and this is the one you landed on. I just He's not as good as Mitro. Um, <clears throat> Michael. I mean, yeah, you guys pretty much said everything. Um, okay. He's not as good as Mitro. I mean, I would play Carlos Vinicius over him. That's yeah. his name, right? It, it's Carlos, right? They probably are going to. Shit, I can't remember. I think it's Carlos Vinicius. I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. Um, I yeah, I think he's getting starts here and there. So again, like in a different way than the Alanga one, this one is like a I. It's like a C. It's just in the middle. Like it yeah. could be good. It could also be bad. If it's bad, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I guess if it's good, then fine. Awesome. John, great job. You picked four transfers that, at the end of the day, we don't think are really going to matter that much. Love to see it. Michael, Oh, no, Onana will matter. Yeah. Onana will matter. matter. Yeah, Onana will yeah. matter. Right. Thank you for saving me. Um, Michael, let's talk transfers that haven't happened yet but have gotten some buzz that are out there that if you're going to have a soccer-based podcast in 2023 and you don't talk about this, what are you really worth? That type of, that type of rumor. Let's roll. Oh. Okay, I think two of those qualify, but so I'll do the the worst one first. Okay. Um, <laughs> going for going for Nick's team here, and also my Italian team again. Amrabat, the star of the Moroccan team, potentially going to go to Manchester United. Looks like if if they agree a fee, like the player and everything are fine, they're they're going to go. Um, I do you want me to do what I think first? Go yeah, roll with. I think he is a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um I think he plays a specific type of like cent- center mid center defensive mid like that Moroccan team like you know you know kind of moving around kind of running a lot. I think that's kind of how United are going to play especially against the bigger teams. Um so I think that's a great fit for them there and then it's just more depth. I think this is probably like a B or a B plus. I don't know if he starts per se if you're thinking you have Fernandez, Mount, Casemiro, probably not. But if you want to like overload that midfield, uh, add another midfielder in there, and then like run two up top, I think that's he would kind of like that almost like that Wijnaldum role for us years ago. He would kind of do something like that, from what I've seen. Yeah, Dylan, your thoughts on my favorite rumor? No, never mind. <laughs> uh, I think. Michael, I think you hit it right on. I think Amrabat's a good player. United needs more good players, if I'm being honest. Yeah. In the midfield, I think, especially. Yes. I think the midfielders and on the top team, you need to have like four or five, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Dylan, you can, you can chime in on Amrabat or we can move on. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan the, next, the next two, you, you can help. All right. No comment. Um, no comment. Uh, this one. David Raya to Arsenal. I know um, why you want to bring this up, and let me start first. I I don't think Ramsdale's in any worry to lose his job. I think this is merely picking up a good backup and a good replacement. That is it. I think the one person that should be invigorated by this and that we should be happy about is Matt Turner. He's going to leave and get to play somewhere. I think that's Last half full, that's a B minus on the rumor. Hopefully it happens because we want to see Matt Turner play. Dylan? Because I know where Michael's going to go, so I'm going to give him the runway at the end here. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I 
Yeah. I think it's your Champions League goalie at best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I hope Matt Turner doesn't go to Nottingham Forest. That would suck. They would have, God, they'd have what? Uh, Henderson? Dean Henderson did. What's his name? Leave? Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Kaylor Navas? Yeah. Okay, so maybe, like, he would actually play, but I still would not want him to go there. Um, I don't know if you're Arsenal. I don't know why you're paying money if you think Ramsdale is your one and Matt Turner is like an appropriate replacement. Why you're paying money for yeah, a, a, a a just just real quick. I don't mean to to stop your role, but it didn't get started yet. Ethan Horvath also already on the books at Nottingham Forest, so you don't need two American teams. Yeah, but they're they're getting rid of him. There's been rumors yeah. that he's going elsewhere. All right. Michael, I apologize. That was inappropriate of me for stopping you, but I just saw that. I wanted to see where he was at. Go ahead. Gotcha. Um, I don't know why you're going to pay money for a guy who is... You can, you can go either way on whether you think Ramsdale is better than him. A lot of people do. I would say most people think Ramsdale is better than him. Mm-hmm. I tend to think Ramsdale is a little bit overrated, and he doesn't play with his feet very well compared to other guys. Mm-hmm. David Raya does a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be... I, I think if, if you get Raya and you're having like a legitimate who's going to be the one for whatever reason, which they won't do because Ramsdale, like, he only increased his stock. Like, he didn't have like an iffy season. Um, I just don't know why you do this. I don't understand. So... My initial thought, and I have to, I have to view Mick the same way I view Pep on some of these things. Mikel Arteta wants Ramsdale to be the guy, but he wants Ramsdale to get better with his feet, so he brings in a guy who's good with his feet to try to help push Ramsdale to be better with his feet. And if worse comes to worse, Ramsdale doesn't get better with his feet, and now he's got a guy that works in the system. Yeah. Like, because, I literally think that's all and, it is. And it's one of the knocks on Matt Turner has always been him being able to play out the back, too. So you're repl- upgrading in that from a backup perspective. So it's, it's kind of fucked up, though, because, like, I... My assumption is that Raya is good with his feet. That's not really how Brentford play. But I don't... But listen, that's... I'm kind of with you on that because I don't know why you do this if that's not the reason. If there's not some intangible that David Raya has that Aaron Ramsdale does not that is important, then I don't think, I don't understand. And maybe, like, it's not something that we see with how Brentford play, but, like, there's moments where, like, David Rye just, like, pings it out to the corner and, like, right to somebody's feet and, and Ramsdale can't do that, et cetera, et cetera. The Athletic, I, I just typed in David Raya. The first article that came up was from The Athletic. David Raya, the Brentford goalkeeper who could play as a number 10. Okay, so... So he can play with his feet, like, right? So that's that was my like assumption essentially, and I'm I and I was also pretty sure like I had seen stuff about it anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what if if it turns into like a legitimate this guy versus this guy who's the one, I think Raya wins. We'll see. That'll be a bold take. You should save that for the preview as your bold take that Ramsdale loses a starting job by Boxing Day maybe who knows? because because playing out of the back in you know this in your system and. Arteta's system is like very important. Vital. Yes. Vital. It creates space. All right. What's your third one? Last one. 
and Dylan, you can get get in on this. Liverpool ask Josko Vardial to stop talks with Man City in a last ditch effort to get him. Where did you see this? I haven't seen I, this. It was I saw this on Twitter. He flew into <laughs> so, Manchester today. Oh fuck! Yeah. You want you want a, right. you want a better rumor? Yeah, you want some sure. mid table rumors? Yes. Do you see who Crystal Palace is just stole from Chelsea to be Zaha's replacement? Oh, shoot. I did. Who? Um, Matthias Franco from Flamingo, who's apparently the next Brazilian wonder kid. And you know, you know I got a nose for wonder kids after seeing what Fabio Silva could do. So <laughs> this, this, is, this is some big news. <laughs> Scout, Scout Dylan's out there. Um, apparently he's actually a stud, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've, uh, again... Football manager playing John Brain now in uh good. Like better better player than Palace usually gets at that early of an age. So love to see that type of type of rumor. Um Michael, let me ask you one thing. Hold on, where did where did you see this? Me? No, John, where did you see that he flew in? Because there's a there was like a live stream where they waited like six hours watching flights to, that hope it never came. <laughs> Hey, I'm projecting positivity here. I I uh, think my thing was I think you guys are gonna get him. I just think it's funny that we're like we like please don't we'll sign you we promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, go. man, come back. Please uh, don't go, Michael. We were together all weekend. It was mm-hmm. our sister's future husband's bachelor party. We were down in Bourbon Country in Kentucky, um, beautiful land. Uh, terrible senators. Uh, we talked about this one year loan. Mbappe to Liverpool. Why? Why say no? I don't think you say no. I just don't think you need this, it. I I agree. <laughs> oh my God, Dylan! If you could have seen this man trying to get me to admit that Mo Salah is still a better player than Mbappe, I didn't I say mean, that. That's, that's, that's I not, did not that's say not that. True, but when you already have the cohesiveness of who's on the team, I don't think you need it. No, for the year. Dylan. No, that, Dylan. That's exactly what I was saying. I was saying that you are putting somebody in a system. John, I, I first thing I said was he is the best individual player without a doubt. But you have to pick a position for him to play. If you're picking the worst position. It's a uh, striker because yeah. Luis Diaz and Mosal are not coming off of that. They're not, they're the two best players in the, in the front three right now. He's playing striker. I, I think you like do everything to keep Salah in that position. And at the same time, I don't think one, he wants to play striker. I think he wants to play wing. He wants to play like left wing or something. And I'm just, all I said was if you have the guys playing together he could literally drop in that team and score 35 goals. I don't know that. But I know what the other guys are capable of. And I, I think there's only one guy who, like, track record-wise in the Premier League, you can't argue with what they've done, and that's Mo Salah. I think everyone else, he performs better than... I think he performs, performs better than Luis Diaz on the left side. The only one I was like, I would just... Everything I've seen, I'm willing to back Mo Salah. I'm... I'm I'm with him for however long he's been here. He's been an unbelievable player. I'm sticking with him. I don't care. Um, I, just firsthand knowledge of watching a world-class player come into a team that he doesn't really have any cohesion with and doesn't really fit the system, it working out. I got a whole year of that. Uh, if if you have a chance to get Kylian Mbappe, 
I didn't say don't get him, first of all. So stop saying that. Also, this is not going to happen. Yeah, what the fuck are we talking about? However, however, PSG did just take him off of all of their internet photos and everything, so... They also, after all that shit, they tried to offer him a a contract extension that, like, let him leave next year, and he said no. Um, It was already in his contract, and they were like, come on, enact it, and he's like, no. Well, no, they tried. They the tried to. Hit the they, button. Hit the yeah. They tried to like re re restructure it. They got it. Basically, um, uh, but uh, again, John, you you're comparing, and I hate this phrase because you can definitely compare apples and oranges. But you're comparing apples and oranges because you literally did not have a striker. Yeah. You brought a striker in, True. and you tailored the system to that striker. Where if Mbappe came in, I, listen, he's on the record saying this all the time. He does not tailor his teams Klopp does not tailor his teams to a, a single player we'll take them <laughs> we can you we can't can afford you imagine them. we can't afford them because we can't even get a 25 million dollar hey, championship player but that's all right give give it another week and you're gonna see the inter miami uh getting killian mbappe rumors popping up since they're getting everything else um all right those are the rumors dylan get us out of here with some some bets and a joke and have us move along to next week all right so the championship starts so we finally have some competitive soccer this weekend which feels so great to wake up and finally have something to watch in the morning i i I don't know i don't know about you guys but sometimes i'm waking up on a saturday or sunday and i'm like what am i supposed to do at 7 a.m with nothing on right now because i just can't do the rest of the stuff that i need to on a weekend um but (laughs) I've got a few futures. Um, I was trying to look for something that I think could realistically happen, but not take one of the teams that just got relegated to win the league. So at plus 900, Middlesbrough to win the league. They were close last year. Um, I like to think that they get over the hump this year. In case they don't win the league, to be promoted plus 300 for Middlesbrough. Um, And then... To get relegated, plus 350, Sheffield Wednesday. See you later. Welcome back to League Un. I, I, I hate to hear that because Sheffield Wednesday, one of the better crests I agree. Um, in, all of, in all of soccer. Uh, do you, in front of you, because I'm in a state that cannot bet. Yeah. Do we have any... No, you're not. Commu- I didn't know that. I tried to look and it wouldn't let me. Anyway, to to continue on to what I was saying, Dylan, would you be able to look up any Community Shields uh, futures for me? Community Shield? Yeah, I have it right in front of me. Um, I would love. I think I would love to put a little bet down on on City, obviously, but I think the goal score is going to be an interesting one. You're minus one forty five to win the game. Arsenal's plus three ten. Draws plus three hundred. Yeah, I think I think uh, I if I I think it's stupid to bet that, but. If you want to get the winner, I think it'll be City. Uh, although we did not win it last year. The thing I was going to say is, you tell me if Julian Alvarez is on there for goal score. Um, it's not posted yet. I can't see the ah. odds. All right. Well, it, when it posts, I think it's smart money to put it on Julian Alvarez. Everyone's going to be banging Holland's line on that one. It's going to be Alvarez. And if there's a way to get Alvarez with a brace, I think you do that too. Just, just throw a little couple shekels on it. I think you guys lose. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we don't care about the community shield, brother. I don't think you have to. Like, I, yeah. I think, I think, honest to God, 
Pep cares more about like a preseason game than he does the Community Shield. I I don't think you're wrong. This is the thing that'll be interesting though. Alexis and I were talking about doing like a a trip end of this year somewhere, and and we we're kicking around a lot of ideas. Costa Rica popped up just because I've been there before, and Dylan, you guys went and said it was great. We talked about Greece for a long time. That was probably the key destination. I looked at where the Europe Europa Super Cup is between Manchester City and Sevilla. It is in Athens, Greece, and. I really thought for a split second, like, hey, maybe I can convince her. I got her to go to three soccer games in Philly over a weekend. Can I honey, get her to go to one in Athens? <laughs> honey, do you want to go? Do you want to go to the one of the most romantic places, like in the world, to watch a soccer game? <laughs> she she studied abroad in Sevilla. There's some cohesiveness there. Uh, but let me tell you, for some reason, UEFA is taxing on a Super Cup because those tickets are not the same price as going to see the Premier League summer series in philly <laughs> so that's not to imagine that's on the dylan we're in the dog days of summer get us out of here with the joke man so why uh why couldn't the soccer team lose a goal they always had a goalkeeper cheers Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> <laughs>